are listening to Hymns Illustrated, where hymns are explored, appreciated, and illustrated through stories, testimonies, and edifying conversation. I'm your host and fellow hymn fan, Kristen Eifeldano. Well, hello there, and thanks for tuning in to the second episode of Hymns Illustrated. Now, I have received some wonderful feedback from you all, and I can't wait to keep improving our conversation about hymns through this podcast. So thank you so much for that feedback. And speaking of conversation, I do want to let you know that there is a way to make this not so one-sided. I have an official email address that you are welcome to use to contact me with your thoughts and your feedback related to hymns and this podcast in particular. And that email address is Kristen at hymnsillustrated.com. That is Kristen with a K and ending in E-N. Now, in this episode and our next episode, we are going to take a look at 10 reasons hymns are so important for God's people today. And I am wondering if any of these reasons are at the top of your list too. So we will find that out. But before we do, I want to let you know that at the end of this podcast, I'm introducing a new segment I think you're really going to like. So definitely stay tuned for that. Now on to the reasons that hymns are so important for God's people. In this episode, we are covering one to five reasons number one through five. And then in episode three, we will cover the final five. So let's dive in. Reason number one, hymns are so important to God's people is hymns are part of God's plan for his church. He commands it. Colossians 3.16, the verse that you will likely hear often in this podcast, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. This verse is familiar and I think overlooked at the same time. We all understand the command to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. And what comes to mind first is reading our Bibles every day, right? And then listening to sermons. But this verse also connects it directly to singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. One of the ways God's word dwells in us richly is through our hymns. And God commands us to make them part of our lives. Reason number two, hymns are in the Bible. God illustrates their use for us. Not only does he command their use, he illustrates it for us with some wonderful examples. We have the example of Moses in Exodus 15. After they cross the Red Sea miraculously, uh, they sing a hymn to God. I will sing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and rider he has thrown into the sea. And then we know that David sang a new song that God gave him. And um, he taught others to sing a hymn of praise to our God. In Psalm 43, he writes many um he, he writes, he put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Jesus and his disciples also sang a hymn together at the Last Supper. We read about that in Mark 14. And then the early church sang hymns as part of their regular gatherings. 1 Corinthians 14, 
Verse 26 says, What then, brothers, when you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let all things be done for building up. And even though that particular passage is not directly about hymns, notice that it assumes that hymns are part of the gathering together of believers. And then we also have the example of Paul and Silas when their feet were in the stocks in the Philippian jail. They were praying and singing hymns to God. You find, uh, you can read more about that in Acts 16. Reason number three, hymns help us teach truth. They are didactic. They are teaching aids. Their church has two important books. First, we have the Bible, which is inerrant, and the word of God. It is our sole authority. But then we also have the hymnal, which is in submission to the word of God, and it helps cement biblical truth. You've heard that repetition aids learning. Well, singing hymns helps get those truths from God's word in our hard little heads and hearts. Think about it. On any given Sunday, how many lines in our hymns point to God's faithfulness or his worthiness or his trustworthiness? or his act of creation. I challenge you next time you sing at church to count the repeated themes or truths in the hymns that you sing. God's word instructs us, and then the hymns supplement that instruction in a very big way. All right, a quick word from our sponsor. Just kidding. Since this is a new podcast, you won't hear about any sponsors, but I want to let you know that I do have affiliate links in the show notes and online at hymnsillustrated.com, which you can use to not only shop wonderful Christian gifts, books, and church resources, but also to support this podcast financially. I'm an affiliate with dayspringchristianbook.com and the Dwell Bible Listening app, and any purchase you make through my links will go toward hosting fees, marketing, and other related expenses. It's a small way you can help pay it forward, but I certainly don't expect it and will happily podcast with or without it. Now back to the show, and we are ready for number four. Hymns help us remember biblical truth. There's some overlap here with that third reason I just mentioned, teaching truth. They help us teach truth, but it's not just enough um, to learn biblical truth. We need to remember it, and hymns come in mighty useful that way. Just one example of a hymn writer who used hymns as A memory aid is John Newton of Amazing Grace fame. John Newton lived and pastored in Olney, England, which was a community of lace makers who, for the most part, didn't read and they were uneducated. While making lace during the week, they would often chant rhymes like Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack jump under the candlestick, and or maybe it's over the candlestick, and they would do that and it would just help pass the time away since what they were doing was a repetitive task. So John Newton would write a hymn every Sunday that summarized the sermon so his congregation could take that hymn with them and chant it too while making the lace during the week. Hymns are an excellent tool for driving home truth. They are an excellent tool for teaching others. Now, reason number five, hymns help us encourage believers. Philip Schaff said next to the Holy Scripture, a good hymn book is the richest fountain of edification. 
I think sometimes we view hymns primarily as vertical. They are songs of praise from our hearts straight up to God in heaven, but scripture makes it clear that they are also horizontal and are useful in our relationships with one another. Ephesians 5, 19, which is very complimentary and um, and says a lot of the same thing as Colossians 3, 16, says, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. In that passage, there are two references to the phrase, one another. And the first one is in verse 19, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And you would think our psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, we should be addressing those to God and God alone. But that's not the case here. It's very clear that God also expects us to address one another in these biblical truths found in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So that is something to take with you. We have uh, five reasons that hymns are so important today. And uh, let's go back and I will um, share those again with you just as review. Number one, hymns are part of God's plans for his church. He commands them. Uh, Number two, hymns are in the Bible. God illustrates their use for us. So not only does he command them, he, he gives us examples of their use. Number three, hymns help us teach truth. They are didactic. They're teaching aids. Uh, number four, hymns, number four, hymns help us remember the biblical truth. And number five, hymns help us encourage one another. Now it's time to introduce our new segment that I like to call Hidden Gem. It's exactly what it sounds like. This is where I either introduce you or perhaps reintroduce you to a hymn that we don't sing much anymore, if at all, but it is still very solid theologically. And that hymn is William Cooper's What Various Hindrances We Meet, also known as an exhortation to prayer. This hymn is part of the only hymnal, which is a hymnal that I alluded to earlier in this episode, as well as the first episode that I did last week. You can tell that it's a hymnal that's near and dear to my heart. I own a copy. I ordered it straight from Olney, England <laughs> several years ago, many years back. Um, but this hymnal, John Newton put together for the lace makers in Olney, England, for his flock there. And William Cooper Several of the, most of the hymns are written by John Newton, but he did include several from his friend William Cooper, who was a member of his flock, but also a well-known secular poet as well. He wrote a poem called The Task, and he also wrote There is a Fountain Filled with Blood. I'm sure you're familiar with that hymn. And then the phrase God Moves in Mysterious Ways comes also from his hymn of that same title. So this hymn, I'm going to read it to you for a moment here, and then I will draw attention to a part that I think will be especially encouraging to you. What various hindrances we meet in coming to the mercy seat, yet who that knows the worth of prayer but wishes to be often there? Prayer makes the darkened clouds withdraw, prayer climbs the ladder Jacob saw, gives exercise to faith and love, brings every blessing from above. Restraining prayer, we cease to fight. Prayer makes the Christian's armor bright, and Satan trembles when he sees the weakest saint upon his knees. 
Have you no words? Ah, think again. Words flow apace when you complain, and fill a fellow creature's ear with the sad tale of all your care. Were half the breath thus vainly spent to heaven in supplication sent, our cheerful song would oftener be, Hear what the Lord has done for me. And what I would like to draw your attention to is the the last part of stanza three. Satan trembles when he sees the weakest saint upon his knees. And I want to leave you with that thought that no matter how weak you are, no matter how how much you are struggling, when you are on your knees in prayer to God, God is right there with you. Satan sees that and he trembles. Thanks for listening to Hymns Illustrated. If you were blessed by what you heard today, you can say thank you by leaving a review on iTunes, sharing the show with a friend, or by shopping at christianbook.com using the affiliate link in the show notes. All of these gestures keep Hymns Illustrated going and growing. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, keep your hymnal open. Thank you.